Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 116 of the Motorcycle Man podcast. I am Ted, here in the V-Twin Cafe, over in the corner booth, and I've got a special guest with me tonight. But first, thank you very much for tuning in and listening to the show, and of course, all of the Motorcycle Man episodes. And if you would like to help out this show, you can do so by going to our website at MotorcycleMen.us and clicking on that donate button, and you can make a one-time donation of the denomination of your choosing. But thank you anyway. Anyway, you can help us out also by giving us some feedback. Uh, go to iTunes and uh, give us a, a big five-star review or one-star. It doesn't matter. Just give us a review and let us know. Good, better, and different. We don't care. We accept all kinds of feedback. And while you're at it, you can also send us an email to motomenpc at gmail.com or you can go to our contact page on the website and send us a little note there. And get on our mailing list also. Yeah, I read all of the email, and we also will comment during our show if we uh, get some email, okay? Now, for this episode, if you are a regular listener of the podcast, you know that I like to interview just about anyone who's associated with motorcycles. Uh, this gives me the opportunity to meet some very extraordinary people and bring them right to your head. Through your headphones. As you know, I have interviews, uh, interviewed other podcasters as well, uh, but I don't often get the chance to, but I do get to try at least to interview some of our YouTube friends out there. And if you recall, uh, a while ago, I interviewed Dell of Dell Boy's Garage, and uh, that was very interesting. He was over there. He's over there in England, and it was really, really great. Uh, the one thing that I have not really taken the time to dive into is moto blogging or moto vlogging or just vlogging, uh, whichever term you choose to use. Um, while I have recorded some video during rides, I've never really put anything of substance together to post on that video mecca that is uh, the tube of you. Uh, now, there are a lot of moto bloggers out there, and one of my favorites joins me here in the V-Twin Cafe today. All right, joining me now, all the way from lovely Tucson, Arizona, uh, Mr. Dan Tomey of the Dan Dan the Fireman, moto blogger. <laughs> Dan, welcome to the Motorcycle Men Podcast. Thank you for having me here. Thank you, you, thank you. How you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. Yeah. Nice, relaxing day today. Got to go ride, made some videos. Now oh, I have to did edit. Did you really? Wow. Yeah. You're just a moto-blogging maniac. <laughs> just pumping them out. Uh, yep. So, listen, why don't you tell us a little bit about your motorcycle self? Um, my motorcycle self, I actually just barely, uh, in the grand scheme of things, started riding. Uh, I started riding the very end of no November 2011. So, I mean, it's not very long considering some riders and some bikers that I've yeah. met. But, um, right. yeah, I just been started riding then. My buddy Matt got me into it. Yeah. He had a Harley Sportster with ape hangers and forward controls, and I thought it was the coolest thing ever. So I decided to just go ahead and buy one myself, and that's how I started. Um, but, yeah, I, I switched to a Cafe Sportster instead of the ape hanger look. Yeah. I wanted to be different than him. I mean, plus I couldn't really 
reach the the ape hangers. I'm, I'm a short guy. What you don't so, have? Uh, you don't have big long monkey arms? No, I do not. I don't know how people can ride. I rode his bike one time, and it was the most difficult thing for me. And I've never ridden anything like that since. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, switched to a cafe, put the little clip-ons on, and then yeah. just been riding, traveling all over Arizona and parts of California, and just having fun. Excellent. And you and. Well, we're going to get into your bike in a moment, but tell us a little bit, a bit about Dan Dan the Fireman Moto Blog. Oh wow, yeah. Um, my YouTube channel, uh, Dan Dan the Fireman, actually started off. Uh, how can I put this? Just just me throwing videos up there. I've actually kind of unlisted a lot of them, and it was just more of like a family and in my own personal life. But then I started watching people online post motorcycle videos and i thought that was kind of cool and i had a motorcycle uh, at the time and i just bought a gopro hero one mm-hmm. i guess it was the very first hero not That's the two what I got. Or five. Yeah, yeah. it was a uh, very crude and everything but anyways i basically just started filming and then on my macbook at the time decided to add music to it do some simple cuts and actually my buddies thought it was pretty cool everyone thought it was pretty cool so i just continued doing stuff like that yeah then I saw some of the more popular their uh, moto vloggers uh, back then and decided to just start talking with a mic into the GoPro. Yeah. It wasn't very good. Was, you, my very first videos, you'll see me just kind of monotone and, and quiet while talking. So it's yeah. been a long process. Wow. And, well, it's funny that you say you have the Hero 1 because I have that. <laughs> you know, so, you know, it's old, but it still works, right? Yeah, what the hell? So what gave you the idea? You already told me what gave you the idea, but did you have any inspiration into doing it? Was it these other blogs, video blogs that you saw that actually gave you the little kick to do that? uh, I remember the very first kick was actually Roland Sands Design. Um, I saw a video that they created for like a a product video, and I actually took their music from that video. I downloaded it and created my first video with that music that they used. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was very stylish and, and I liked it. So I just decided to give myself a try and, and uh, I think it turned out pretty well and kind of jump-started the whole Dan Dan the Fireman channel. Well, when, okay, when, when was your first video? When? Shoot. That would have to be very early 2012. So, I mean, I barely started writing end of 2011. So I would say about four months into writing, I decided really? to Really? So you got, you got right into it? Got right into it, yes. Wow, and how long was that video? Do you remember? It was probably like a minute and a half, maybe two minutes. <laughs> this the length of a song. That was okay. pretty much it. Oh, and is that is that is that posted? It it is. Uh, I, yeah, it's still it's still so, up there. So Dan Dan the Fireman's been around since 2012. Roughly, yes. My channel, like I said, I, I started you know posting random stuff. I actually yeah. created my channel November 1st, 2006. Oh, that's really? Like, that was Dan Dan the yeah. Fireman? That's when that started? Yeah. Wow. That was a, a long time ago. I'd never post anything in, for like the longest time. It was like under a different name, but then I changed it to Dan Dan the Fireman around 2012. That was a good move. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good move because look at you now. Now, how many uh, how many subscribers do you have on your channel? Uh, as, of, as of today, roughly 10,800. Wow. Holy crap. You must be proud of that. I'm very proud of that. Last year in July, last July, uh, it, I broke like a, a thousand. So I, I'm pretty happy with the, the growth of the What's, channel. What, what, uh, 
As far as it goes for all the videos, videos you've done, which one has, uh, has got the most views? The most views? That would have to probably be the um, five best beginner cruiser motorcycles. And you know that's what? just me oh, with my yeah. opinion. I, I've, I've, I think I've watched it three times, so you can blame me for those. <laughs> I don't know why I watched it three times, but I did. All right, so I'm getting you, I got your channel up here. And I, I don't like the way YouTube lists them because it, it doesn't really go in a chronological order kind of like. But, um, wow. So, and you, and you, how much time do you spend doing all, all these, doing the, all the graphics and stuff like that, the post-production of your videos? It, it really, at, at the very beginning when I first started, it took forever, mainly because my computer wasn't fast. And, yeah. and I was actually teaching myself how to edit during the whole thing so i would have to like stop my editing process to youtube or google how to do something else um so just the workflow getting to this point i would say uh depending on how i shoot it if i keep messing up you know yeah i have to edit all that out but it would take me roughly an hour hour and a half two hours depending on the video to edit wow. really yeah so yeah I've... i i i remember editing down like 100 gigabytes worth of footage between two, three, four different cameras to like a four-minute video. And it was just kind of overwhelming at some points. So, <laughs> Wow. Now, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at some of your videos here, and, oh, they go way back. Yeah, yeah. five years ago. Yeah. I think the one, yeah, I guess this one here says, it's a bird, it's a plane. No. <laughs> yeah, that was, I think, yeah, that was actually my first video. My first I just upload and add music to it, and you can tell it's kind of choppy and well, it's, and pixelated. It's, but that was like with a free software, and yeah, you know. But it's 15 <laughs> seconds long, so there's really not going on with it, right? <laughs> yeah. No. Um, That's my buddy Matt. He's on uh, his uh, Sportster with the ape hangers, just flying by, doing the Superman. All right, so so Dan Dan the Fireman actually came to be. Was that actually the first one five years ago? That was that was Dan. That was it right there. Now, I did, believe so. Yeah. Did you have? I have to bring this up. I do have to bring this up. Okay. The big mustache. Did you have the oh, big yeah. mustache then? Then, no, I did not. Uh, I grew this out probably about three, four years ago, and I'd shave it, grow it back out, shave it, grow back out. Um, the main reason why I actually grew it was, I forgot what year, maybe 2014. It was for the uh, Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. Yes, that, yes. I have yet yes. to do that. It, it's a fun thing. I did it um, in 2014. That was back when I was in the cafe sportster mode, and I liked the whole dapper look with the tuxedos. Yeah, and the, yeah. I just tried to look really, you know, dapper. And uh, I grew the mustache out, and then I found out there was a ride for the prostate cancer research, and it fit absolutely everything I was doing. So I kept growing it out, kept growing it out, got some nice curls in there. And that year I raised... I think eleven hundred dollars for the charity. That's fantastic! Um, Congratulations! That's I was awesome. very happy about that. Yeah, um, so I would grow it out every year for the ride, mm -hmm. and then just whenever I feel like it. Like this month is no shave November, but I've been growing it since end of August. So it's just it's just something. You know what? It's it's your thing because on even on your on your logo, that little mm -hmm. cartoon guy you got there's got the mustache, so you can't get rid of that. Yeah, yeah. That that's I it's can't. like your thing. Yeah, I shaved it, um, and then everyone was asking where it went. So I had to <laughs> tell me you keep it. Tell me you keep it in a drawer next to the bed. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but that's awesome. Uh, so now, tell us about the bike and the bike. about its history. That's because this is this fascinates me 
a lot because a lot of people are going to shake their heads about this, but I think what you're doing is absolutely wonderful, and I want to do the same thing. <laughs> and go. The bike, oh man, that, that's almost like a video in itself I could make. A, it's a good idea. Um, the bike, it started off completely stock. I bought it from the dealership, uh, Bobby's Territorial Harley dealership in Yuma, Arizona. I went there going in wanting a Sportster. Um, my buddy kind of talked me out of the 883, and I saw a 1200. I loved it. Um, it fun, fun thing about that, there was an XR 1200 there. Really? And oh. the guy wanted me, the dealer wanted to sell me that one. I was like, no, I'm not going to. That's that's not what I want to do. I want to turn it into a cafe sportster. Okay. But we're jumping around. Um, so I bought the bike brand new. And well, what, what I didn't have it? it. What model was it huh? that you got? What model it was a, the 1200 Nightster. Okay. Yeah. And that was Nightster. a 2000. I thought that was so cool. That was 2011, right? Uh, 2012. It was brand new. I bought okay. it. Yeah, I bought it in 2011 for the. The 2012 Nightster, yeah. Okay. Um, I didn't have a motorcycle endorsement at the time. I've actually never ridden a motorcycle. I've never been on a, anything motorized with two wheels ever. And wow. I bought a brand new Harley Davidson. So they had to ship it to my house. They had to trailer it there. That night, as soon as they left, I did, so I didn't look like I was doing something wrong, I uh, just hopped on the bike and was just riding around in my neighborhood, teaching myself how to do everything. Wow. I already... Yeah, I already, um, I've been, uh, at the time I had a stick shift truck, mm -hmm. so I kind of knew the clutch, I kind of knew all that stuff, and so it, it almost came second nature to me, and I, and I talk about this stuff in my beginner tips too, that's one great way of learning how to ride is to drive a truck or a car that's stick shift. So I was riding around doing all that, and showed my buddy, and he's, he was like excited, and, but I didn't want to copy him, so I, uh. <laughs> Instead of going the forward controls, because these are mid controls and just regular bars, I decided to go the Roland Sands route. And at the time, they were the only ones making clip-ons and, and the cafe sportster look. So okay. I immediately spent like the next three or four paychecks just on on gear <laughs> and and clip-ons and exhaust. And it's a it was a fun thing. It was a lot of trial and error trying to put on my clip-ons. I crimped uh my throttle controls like the electrical so i had to send it in and, wow. and it was just like a bunch of things i tried doing it all on my own i put my own exhaust we'd go on trips but uh i had the cafe look i had the clip-ons for like twenty thousand miles just wow, really? right where yeah it was I, it was my baby i never thought i would switch from from cafe until uh i got a klr 650 um two years ago and I really liked going off-road. That bike is uh, really tall, and yeah. I'm really short. So I sold it, and I was like, you know what? I have a bike. It's a great bike. I'm tired of the cafe. I want to go off-road. So let's let's look into putting some knobbies on it. Let's look into making it something else. And I didn't know what a scrambler was at the time. So I kept looking, kept looking, and I found knobby tires that actually fit the 16-inch rear wheel. I found knobby tires for the front. And I decided, you know what? My tires are running kind of low, and, and the tread is going away. Let's put some knobbies, knobbies on. There you go. So put some knobbies on, and for like a month, I had a clip-ons with knobby tires, and then I finally just started moving towards the Scrambler. And then the first, I remember the first time going off-road to Scrambler out in the desert in Yuma, Arizona. It was the most nerve-wracking thing because I've <laughs> never been off-road. I've never done anything like that. It felt like I was 
riding again for the first time in really? the neighborhood after getting the bike for, from the dealership. All right. Wow. So, so yeah. now you're a sportster, which is now, uh, well, it's five years old. Mm-hmm. And now it's it's been a, it's been a scrambler sportster for how long now? It's been a scrambler sportster since I would say September of last year. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And you do not regret the move? No, I do not. I it's it's brought me um, a lot of people that either hate what I'm doing or love what I'm doing, and <laughs> there's just a lot of people that comment and even ask me questions on how to make their bikes like oh, mine. There you go. So no one asked me that when I had a cafe. So, <laughs> no, so I think I'm doing something right here. Now, did you have any apprehension about taking a Sportster off-road with a belt drive? That um, I didn't. See, uh, at the very beginning, I didn't know better. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I actually took my belt guard off uh, a couple oh, took, years ago. Did you really? Yeah. You took the belt the, guard uh, off? I, wow. I took it all off um, thinking it looked cooler which I think it does, but then I start going off-road, and I didn't know any better, and people were saying, you probably shouldn't be doing that. I'm like, why? And they would tell me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, well, I'm, I'm doing it. So yeah. um, they tell me to get a chain conversion and all that stuff, and that would be a fun thing to do, but I think for what I'm doing now, it's I think it's fine. But, yeah, I was every time I go off-road now, I think about it. Yeah, yeah I'm just worried about a rock. So, do you, I mean, have you had any trouble with that? I mean, you know, how do you keep the belt clean from, from any debris? I've actually had no trouble at all. Um, really? The, the, yeah, the, uh, the, way, the way I edit makes it look like I'm really going crazy. Um, at least I'm trying to make it look like that. <laughs> I'm actually going like 10, 15, 20 miles an hour tops wherever I'm going off-road. I'm not yeah. hauling butt. I think the max, I mean, because I have the drone following me, and the drone speed is, like, the max max is 30 okay. with the wind with it. So right. I don't even go past that. Right. So I don't yeah. want to outrun my drone. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, that would be kind of bad, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but as far, as far as it goes for the performance and the handling of the Sportster off-road, how is that? Um, that's, uh, I always think it, it's doing a great job. <laughs> but everyone keeps saying you should get a lighter bike, you should get this. So I've never ridden a dirt bike. I've never ridden a true off-road bike. Right. Um, I think the other than my yeah my other than my Sportster, it was the KLR, and that was more dual. That is a dual sport. It's more dual sporty than what I have. Right. And uh, I think it runs fine for what I want to do. There are some hills that have caught me off guard, um, but then there's some hills where. I will get to it, and my bike runs perfectly fine up it. And I was, I'm surprised that a 500-something-pound Sportster with a 3-inch clearance can make it. So wow. I did it. Now, did you, have you thought of doing uh, any suspension upgrades to it to raise it up a little bit? Yes. Um, I Back when I still had it as a cafe Sportster, I put 13.5-inch uh, rear shocks on the back just because I like the look. Um, I didn't slam it down or anything. So those have been doing pretty well. That raised... Um, basically the body up more than over the tire. But the front suspension, I've been looking into getting um, some some new dampers in it. So, like, right now I think they're, like, 9-inch. So if I get 11-inch, that will raise my front end more and then get a new, you know, front springs, new fork springs in the front. But, like I said, overall, I just I go 10 miles an hour, and I try to avoid all these big dips and rocks. Um, and if it looks like it's too much, I don't even do it. So oh, okay. it's just... 
it's all in the editing. And <laughs> <laughs> like it's like smoke and mirrors, right? Yeah, just yep, make it yep, look really yep. good. I did see in one of your videos you got stuck uh, going yes. uphill. Yeah, <laughs> tell us about that. Um, that one, I that was in the foothills of of Yuma, Arizona, and I've been in that area uh, quite a bit for a few videos. Uh, part of my Saturday Scrambler uh, series. So every Saturday I'd have a, a new off-road video right. back then. Um, so I decided to go up these hills, and I remember pausing uh, at the top of this ravine, and I looked down, I was like, you know what, I don't know if I should do it, I don't know if I should do it, but it'll make for good footage. That's I literally had that thought. Right. So I went down it, and as a inexperienced rider, I I just I didn't know what to do. I, 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 free, I remember freaking out a little bit once I got to the bottom, so I lost all momentum. And then I tried going up, and like I said, it's a 500-something pound, three-inch clearance. <laughs> and I remember hitting my frame on the bottom, and it like shook me off, and I kind of just got stuck. And hey. so I spent, I spent at least an hour trying to get up that little ravine. A guy walking by, an older gentleman walking by, asking me if I was okay. And it, it was just it was terrible. It was terrible. I was like, I literally thought to myself, I need to call somebody to get me out. And it's like, who do I call? And But I got out. I got out. I didn't get it on video, but I got out. I was just so excited. Now, now what, what video was that? So, so I could, we could direct everybody to it. Yes, that is the, uh, the watch me struggle for six minutes. Um, and then that's what it is. And there's like a, the thumbnail is me stuck on the hill. Uh, I'm looking for it. I can't. I can't seem to find it. When is that? That was. Uh, was that? A, was that one of your Saturday Scrambler episodes? Yes, that's part of. Yeah, that was one of my Saturday Scrambler episodes, and I have this really big playlist of them. But I remember. Yeah, I just remember putting "Watch Me Struggle" for six minutes because that's how long I I edited it all together. <laughs> I had to make it. I had to make it entertaining. It had to be worth it. It couldn't just be me upset about it. I had to make something of it. All right, yeah, I, I'll I'll, fi- I'll put I'll, I'll find it and I'll put a link to it on the website. But yeah, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's you know it's an all all a good fun of entertainment. That's what it's. Oh about. yes, oh yeah, yes. Um, well, and now with, aside from that situation, but have you gotten in any any other situations where you, that you ventured into that you wish you didn't? Um, there's. I'm trying to think. There is a few uh, where. I started off the day, you know how when you start like your day as a, as a content creator, some days you're just kind of not into it. Some days you're just like, I have to do it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So it's not a yeah, it's not a good thing when, when you're riding a motorcycle off-road with a drone, trying to control a drone following you, right. and then having it sound like you're having a good day. So there's been a few days like that where it's like I have to push myself to something a little crazier. So those are the days where it's like too hot or it's too muggy and I'm just like dying and I'm not enjoying it and I always get stuck. So there's a time where um, I thought it was going to be a good day. I had to travel uh, about 45 minutes on the bike and I started already not liking it. And then I get to a desert area and I thought this was cool. So I just start going and I get stuck and then I drop the bike and then I get stuck and then I drop the bike. And it was, like, on the border of Mexico, like, where I'm at. So it's, like, I don't want the Border Patrol to come. I don't, it's, like, I'm going to put the drone away. And it, it just rained the day before. I was thinking the sand would be hard. It's nope. Yeah, no. um, so it was, like, really humid. And I had my 
winter jacket on. It was just, it was just a miserable day, and I remember that. And I cut out probably ninety percent of that day because you just hear me cussing and and just not <laughs> liking the day. And I tried to make it more PG, uh, PG thirteen because of how YouTube and their policies are. Sure. So I just. I was just like, I can't use this. I can't use this. I can't use this. <laughs> so. But you know, it's those days when when you're not feeling it. I guess for future reference, when you're not feeling it, then don't do it. Just don't even do <laughs> just it. Yep, don't yep. even do it. Just stay home. Um, outside of Arizona, have you ventured anywhere else outside uh, and put the sports through some real tests, or um, you know, like maybe in, venturing into New Mexico or Utah or. I've been wanting to go to New Mexico now that I'm on the southeast side of uh, Arizona. Okay. But I just recently moved here. Um, so I, I lived in Yuma, and that was on the southwest side of Arizona. So I can, I was five minutes away from California. So I would go to Julian, California a lot. I'd go to San Diego, California. And then I've never really ventured any further north to, like, L.A. But um, in Julian, there's... One of my one of my favorite videos is uh, one of those little music videos that I mentioned when I first started. It's like a little cinematic with with the music and you just you know doing some edits. Right. Well, that day I, I went to Julian first thing in the morning. I actually saw the sunrise from there. It's like a two and a half hour drive, so I was I left like at four in the morning. Um, and in Julian, there's a lot of little twisties. Uh, I wouldn't mention like or I wouldn't say they were like expert level. But they had some of the best views ever. This really? is people with my drone. Perfect. Um, but beautiful views. And I would actually, when you get in that mode, you know, you push it a little bit. Oh, yeah. yeah so, yeah, so, yeah pushing the uh, Sportster in that way. Yeah. Um, but, man, I wish I had the drone back then. Because there's, there's a video, the cinematic video. And then there's the unused uh, footage video where it shows me literally running up a mountain to set a tripod with a camera. Mm-hmm. So I can get that three-second shot. So it takes me like ten minutes yeah. to set the camera up, and then you see me running back down <laughs> like an idiot, getting on the bike, and then you just see me going back and forth a few times. So I yeah, get that the, one it's, shot. It's the outtakes, you know. But that's yeah, that's okay. <laughs> you could do the outtakes. Yeah. Is, is there going to be a Dan to Dan uh, Fireman bloopers reel at some point? Um, I was thinking about because there's just so much footage, um, <laughs> and I've actually done. Uh, a live stream of one of my install videos. I think it was my like my headlight grill. Yeah, I saw just that. Yes. I wanted to try. Yeah. Um, and I'm just like, you just see me mess up. Like I repeat myself. Like my outro, it's like uh, ride safe and all that stuff. And you just see me mess up like ten times. And the people watching the live stream are like, what is he doing? And some people will chime in. It's like he's making a video. And then you see the actual video. So I, I'm thinking live streams would be great for that. I yeah. think they're they're amazing for that because um, then you have that community interaction right yeah. off the bat. But uh, yeah, I, I need to actually edit together like <laughs> a year's worth of because I keep all my raw footage, so it's like I edit years worth of footage. Of course, be yeah, because you know later on in life when you have kids, and you can say, look how dumb your father was. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Now you carry a lot of camera gear with you. Yes. Uh, so what what do you use? You know, and how does it all perform for you? Um, like I mentioned earlier, the, the Hero One, I had that. So, like, my old school uh, uh, camera was that. And I would just keep trading up. So, I got the Hero Two at one point, the Hero Four, the Hero Four Black, and I still have that. Um, that was my main camera, the one on my chin yeah. that I used for a long time. Great camera. Um, 
And then I recently upgraded to uh, the Yi 4K. Now, a lot of people, I've, I've mentioned the Yi and all that stuff, and everyone's like, what's that? Well, it, it's, it's basically a GoPro competitor that is backed by Google. So oh, it's just okay. like, all right. yeah, it's a very good camera, very good quality, everything. So I have that on my front now. That's that white one. Okay. Um, so I have the GoPro Hero for black that's on the handlebars. So I have it facing me. So that, that way I'm able to, um, if I mess up, let's say I mess up on, on a phrase. So when I cut, when I, when I mess up here, I can cut this and it, I'm able to edit and splice it to where it looks like I never sure. messed up. So oh, that's yeah. the great thing I have to do cameras. Um, TV and then magic. I saw, <laughs> and, uh, I ordered, uh, on Amazon, um, something just like a, a GoPro package, like an accessories package. And they accidentally sent me a GoPro hero three, uh, white. They accidentally so, sent you one. Yes. That was, that was the, it was a very fun time. <laughs> <laughs> I bought, it was $15 for the, just this Chinese knockoff pack. And they sent me right. like a $150 camera. Wow. So that was great. All right. Yeah. I tried ordering again to see if they do it again. They didn't, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I got the package like I, I originally wanted. Yeah, so okay. I actually have three cameras. That Hero 3 is retired. Uh, I use it if I want to get like a third shot. Right. Um, when I mentioned the Julian ride, me running back and forth, that was actually a Sony Handycam, like an old school oh, one. really? Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. So I had it had a zoom, so that yeah. worked great. I don't even know where that's at anymore. Um, probably the kids are using it. But then, yes, the drone. I have the drone. And that is the the Fan, DJI Phantom Standard Three. No kidding, yeah. So it's one of the older ones. Um, it's not the it's not the Phantom or Phantom Two, but it's, yeah, the Phantom Three. And it works out great. Um, I had to download some software, you know, on my phone, so that way it can track me. The new DJI Mavic does it automatically. It's built in and all that stuff in the app. But yeah, I just have that follow me, and um, that's for the the video. I recently switched to. Have better audio, so I use the Tascam DRO5. Okay. Um, it's a it's so a field, it's a digital field recorder. Yes, okay. yes, and um, I uh, I sync it all up. You know, uh, with, with I clap. There's there's you'll see me sometimes yeah. in my videos. If I leave it in, I'll clap so I can because, sync the video. Because you don't have one of those Hollywood clapper things. Right? Yeah, <laughs> we gotta yeah. get you one. It, yeah, I know it, it's so hard to carry so much stuff. So I'm just like I just clap, and then yeah. I'm able to sync. So it works out great, um, but it makes it so much like better quality audio, especially with my Bell Bullet, where I have so much airflow. It just it it's magic. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it with the well, technology. I, I did want to talk to you about your helmet, but let, I want to talk to you about the drone. Now that it gives you kind of an advantage over other moto bloggers because I, I you may be the only guy that does that. I don't know of anybody yeah. anybody else that's using that, using a drone and. Now, do you use it all the time? Because it seems quite cumbersome to carry that big thing around with you. It is. Um, it is very cumbersome. It, the old Phantom Threes and the, even the Fours, they don't. They're they're not meant to be carried on a motorcycle. The 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 new Mavic is it folds and everything. But yes, the backpack is ginormous. Um, yeah, and I, I don't use it all the time, uh, nope. mainly because. Uh, with my career and with uh, the safety that I push on the channel is that you're really not supposed to be flying that stuff over a populace, so over people. Um, so what I do around here is that I don't really ride off-road as much anymore just because I don't know the trails like I did in Yuma because I lived there my whole, my whole life. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm just riding around in the streets, and it's, I can't have a drone flying while I'm riding on the streets in the middle of an intersection because if it crashes, it crashes. And yeah, no, I get it. It'd be dangerous. Uh, but, yes, if uh, I go up, like, um, like Mount Lemon or off-road, I'll bring it. That's when I know that's where I'm going to go, and that's all I'm going to do that day because yeah. it is way too big. <laughs> it's way it, too big. It is. And and, how, how much does that thing weigh? It, in the in the, no, in the backpack and everything, all that. How much does that weigh? You know, it it doesn't weigh too much. Um, I don't know exactly how much it weighs, but I mean, the backpack I have is actually really nice. Um, it has the like the the cross strap, so it, it yeah. takes some weight off your your shoulders and stuff. But right. I usually leave it nice and loose and have it sit on the back of the bike, you know, on my shoulders. So I never really notice it. I just I notice it when I'm walking around and I actually turn because I actually do feel like I'm creating wind <laughs> by turning because it's so big so. now i know i know you had talked in one of your videos about getting a mavic is that still on the on the books um i i want one so bad i i really do but then i'm pretty i'm i think i'm good with the budget so it, it's an expensive drone and i'm trying to weigh the pros and cons at this yeah. point of do i invest a thousand dollars into a drone that I'm probably not going to use as much anymore because I don't live in Yuma where I know all the trails. Or should I, you know, buy better editing software? So you I know can... what? You know, you keep talking about not knowing the trails. I'm, I'm trying to look. Hold on a second. Just stay right there. All right. Have you ever heard of Butler Maps? Butler? Yes, I have, actually. Okay. Now, I've been... Do yourself a favor. Mm-hmm. And this is a little promotion. They're going to they're gonna love me for this. Uh, if you go on, to, uh, go on to Amazon and... Uh, Amazon Video. I don't know if you have a Prime account or not, but go on to yes, Amazon, go, do that, and look up um, Arizona BDR. That's Backcountry Discovery Route. Okay. Now, they have a whole series of DVDs uh, for Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona, uh, Washington, and Idaho, and they got a couple other ones that they're doing. But they have those right now, and I've watched all of them except for, I think Washington's the only one that I haven't seen yet. But this, these are all off-road routes that they've – that's how they've created these maps. They're all off-road routes uh, through Arizona, and you can use this map, these maps, and you can actually find your way from one end of the state. And they, the whole video that they did was a, uh, how they, dish, they went right across Arizona and didn't even use a road. They were just all totally off-road the entire time. And uh, from what I remember – Granted, all these guys were on BMWs, you know, the 1200GS. They were on all these kind of bikes, and I think uh, one guy might have been on a Triumph or something. But um, I I don't recall any of the routes that they were doing anything that a good scrambler couldn't do. I really, I really, any dual sport couldn't. Because I'm an idiot, I would take the Sportster and do that. (laughs) That would be a great video series to see if I can make it to northern Arizona. On these back roads, I don't. You know, I don't see why not. And I, I tell you what, do yourself a favor and check that out. It could be fun. You know, it might be something. Here's what we do: I'll get a Sportster and I'll, I'll turn it into a scrambler, and I'll come out there, and we'll do a BDR. We'll get a bunch of guys on Sportsters, and we'll do that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. do the AZ. We'll do the Arizona Backcountry Discovery Route, all on Sportsters. So now, do you have any plans to explain your, uh, you know, expand your videos into anything like more full length feature thing? Like a lot of guys, um, a lot of guys are doing that. They're like getting into they're creating these. Uh, I guess you want to call it independent films. Mm-hmm. Do you have any plans I, to do something like that? Uh, as of right now, no plans for that. Uh, I really would love to uh, build the uh, 
my community. Uh, right now, like I said, it's 10,800 subscribers on YouTube. I would really like to build it and build it and build it with uh, some, some tips, the beginner tips, and then the bike tips, the Harley Sports tips. And then I've noticed that a lot of people have actually started coming to uh, watch just me. Uh, whatever I put out, they, they come for me, which is yeah. amazing. And I really want to build that up. And it's it's something that I, I thought about because I really do like the cinematic, like I mentioned, the, the videos with, with the music and, and being able to talk with that. And I had a great opportunity with uh, Harley Davidson of Tucson, uh, someone else to actually record me and and put something together and it was only a short interview but he had this cinematic feel to it and i was like wow i wish i could you know maybe do something like that so yeah in the future definitely maybe something short like a short film series maybe like 20 minutes per episode yeah um, but like doing going to northern arizona on a sportster with just off-road trails i mean that could be in itself a mini series um i think i kind of started going that way with the saturday scrambler trying yeah. to make like a a video series that way but that was my first attempt so i'm, okay. I'm still learning um i really like moto geo uh the way he does it um he very cinematic almost like a production company behind him it's just kind of it's 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 kind of hard but more freeing and more fun to be your own production staff be your own videographer oh, script sure, writer yeah and do everything on your cheaper, own it's, it's cheaper just, too yeah 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 it's a lot cheaper and <laughs> it, but it's harder harder to i don't have that creative well i like some people were so maybe i should uh get in touch with some of those guys and see how they do it maybe i can figure that out you know, i'll tell you what what i've what i've learned in, in, certainly in a podcast community is that everybody is very willing to help you out to get over any technical issues that you might have and i'm sure any of the guys that are doing the video blog and the monoblogging stuff would certainly help you and if anybody doesn't then well then they're just being a dick you know, that's, but I, think, I think you won't have any trouble whatsoever helping you. do you have any um other uh moto blogs that you watch yourself um yes there's there's a few uh my schedule's pretty pretty crazy with uh, work and everything i work 24 hours and then have 24 hours off so some of the times i'm napping but when i do have the free time i like i mentioned moto geo i liked his stuff i liked his reviews and his off-road adventures uh, I, I believe his name's Jamie. I, I'm really terrible at that names and everything. Um, but Bike and Bird, he's another Harley Sportster moto vlogger. Um, Biker Bird, moto. Yeah, Bike, Bike and Bird, Bike N and then Bird. Bike and then uh, and Bird. Yeah, okay, with an N, is. just N. Oh, Bike yeah. and Bird. Okay. Bike and Bird. There you okay. go. Okay. And then uh, Blockhead, um, he does a lot of Harley Sports. He started off with a Iron Eighty Three. That's how I met him. Now he has a Dyna and, and has a few other things. And he does a lot of uh, Sportster and Harley Davidson like reviews and stuff also. And then uh, Moto Noob Rider. He's from the UK. He, I don't know how he does it. He has connections with Shaw Speed and the people over there. So he gets like to he. We're part of a little group chat, and he would show me a little behind the scenes of the bikes there. And those were like the original inspirations to a lot of the bikes I would want to be or have. Sure. Um, so those are the three guys that I mainly watch when it comes to moto vlogs and everything. Um, and then moto geo. But, uh, for the most part, it's just me just like vegging in front of YouTube or Netflix and just <laughs> watching like stranger things or something or hanging out with my girlfriend and, and the kids and everything. But for the most part, uh, no, I just, just those four people right there. That's, that's who I watch. Does your girlfriend ride with you? 
she does. She rides on the back. Uh, she's ridden a few times, and that's the funny thing is that uh, people have been asking to get her back on. And it's like they love her. They love how, like for me, I'm like I mentioned, I'm more PG PG thirteen just because of my career and and YouTube and everything. And that's kind of what I want to put out there. But when we're off camera, she, her and I are like you know back and forth, like pretty vulgar and stuff. But when she's on camera, <laughs> she is just like even more and that would be a great blooper reel because i'm literally telling her it's like babe like my voice like right now it's like big um because i'm i'm used to talking on camera but then like i know that i'm not gonna i'm gonna edit this out I'm like babe you can't you can't say that <laughs> you can't say that and, she, and she's like why not and i'm like i have to edit it out okay okay hey babe and then i just start talking to her like again so it, yeah <laughs> they love that my viewers love that you know, I think they it's, her, it's, so. it's very funny because you know I, I there's a couple of podcasts I listen to uh, Cafe Racer podcast and once in a while one of the guys has his has his wife on and that's the thing like well where, where's Jess why isn't she on the show you know? so yeah, yeah. you know and that's a cool thing and now you were she was talking about getting a bike of her own is that gonna happen yes yes she um she really we went on this long ride this was like a very fun ride that Matt, uh, my buddy Matt and I did he went on his bike I went on mine. And I'm new to the area, so he showed me this, and it was like a really beautiful, smooth road through the hills, um, looking at the the mount, the Rincon Mountains, the Tucson Mountains, the Catalina Mountains, and all that stuff. And it's like, wow, I want to take her on it. So I took her on it. She's on the back of my Sportster. And while we're having a good time, at the end of the ride, she's like, you know what would be even better is if I had my own bike. I was like, okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there you so, go. I want to get her her own bike, uh, maybe like a like a Honda Rebel 500 or something, something smaller, um, just because she's not going to want to go out of town on a bike. And if she does, we'll just get another bike. But um, yeah, get her on something like that and get her through a class. You know, be safe about it. Something sure. that I didn't do. Um, that way, she knows. <laughs> Are you gonna? Clutch. Yeah, I haven't done it yet. I haven't no. done any of this stuff yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to get her on it, but. We're, we're, we're seeing how things go. Well, you know, you want, you know, she's going to want to get on it. You know, an 883 would be probably ideal for her. Yeah, 883 would, would be pretty good, too. Two, two sportsters cruising down the road. There you go. What are you, waiting yep. for? what are you waiting for, Dan? Let's go. Come on. I know. I need to just pull the trigger. <laughs> All right. So now, how can people watch your videos and learn more about Dan, Dan, the fireman? Uh, I have my YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Dan Dan the Fireman. No spaces or anything like that. I also have my Facebook. I upload all my fo- uh, all my videos from YouTube onto my Facebook. So cause I understand there's some people that prefer to use Facebook than YouTube. So I put that out there. So once again, facebook.com slash Dan Dan the Fireman. Okay. Um, I also like to post a lot of my buddies' photos and the sportster scramblers and sportsters that i really like on my instagram um instagram.com mm-hmm. slash dan dan the fireman so it's pretty pretty simple pretty easy that way but that's basically how you can get to me i do have a website uh net, but that's mainly just in, like an aggregator of all my stuff and i try to keep it up to date but it's youtube facebook and instagram that's the most up to date all right, and I, you so you, you have a lot of stuff on Pinterest also. Yes, sometimes you, I post straight to there, but wow, it's you are my all, girlfriend usually helps me out with that. You're all over the place. What's your girlfriend's name? Nikki. Nikki. When, Nikki is is yeah. Nikki there now? 
No, she, uh, actually, I don't know. I think she just came home from work. She's nice. probably in the other room. Okay. Well, we got we have to get Nikki on also. All right. <laughs> but that's great. I mean, you, you have I really love all this stuff you did. No, you know what? We we started earlier to talk about it, but tell us about your helmet. My helmet, yes, the Bell Bullet. Um, that was a gift for one of my birthdays, and I just I liked the old school look. This was back when, like I said, during the Sportster um, Cafe Sportster, where I kind of like wanted to get more old school stuff. I didn't. Yeah. I wanted a full face helmet. I had a Bell Custom 500. It was a nice, beautiful, golden cabbie helmet. And throughout my career, I, I uh, went on a lot of motorcycle accidents. And I would see what happens to people without wearing helmets or even a three-quarter helmet. I'm like, I don't want to lose my face because that's what's happened. So I decided to get a full face, but I was looking and I couldn't find anything. So I was lucky enough to get the Bell Bullet, and I've been using it ever since. Um and I just love it. it. It hurts a little bit. It's like my head is not shaped for the bell bullet. <laughs> uh, but, you know, sacrifice a little bit, yeah. and I've worn it in. And it, it just, it's been iconic with the mustache. It's iconic with kind of like the look I was going for with the Cafe Sportster. And people just kind of recognize me with the bell bullet. I really like but, that helmet, though. I tell you, I really like it. You know, it's funny because uh, I have a full-fuzz helmet, and I wear that when I'm doing highway riding and stuff. But, you know, it's just... I, it's like I have a hard time getting used to it because I feel mm-hmm. like I'm restricted because I usually I wear a half helmet, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I just I don't know. But then, you know, I, ever since I've been wearing because wearing the full helmet, I realized when you're doing any kind of videoing and, you know, you can't have a half helmet because yeah. it doesn't yeah. work really well, you know. And um, but I like that. That's a, it's a nice looking helmet. I really like that a lot. Do you, do you feel it? You don't feel restricted at all with that thing? No, I've. uh I have a Fly Trekker dual sport helmet back when I got the KLR, and I still have it. And I wear it every once in a while, and I feel a little more restricted in that. The uh, Bell Bullet has a really big uh, field of view. So, I mean, it, the chin yeah. is the chin mount is just really tiny, the chin bar, I mean. Um, but I've tried on other helmets, and, yeah, I, I know what you mean by the restriction. The field of view is just so tiny yep. that... It's like I'd have to get another Bell Bullet. I, I wouldn't be able to give that up. Now yours, the particular one that you have, they don't they don't sell that model anymore. At least oh, that was that was like one of the launch uh, Bell Bullets. There was like probably like a white and black, and then the Bell Bullet TT. That's what I got, and it's just that red circle, with all white. And well, you know, I you, see some every once in a while. You know, I'm you like can, hey. You can never get rid of that helmet because that's that's your signature right there. That, it is. It is. I'm gonna hang. I'm gonna frame it once it's retired. That and your mustache. The two yes. Things you yes. I need to ever, cut it off clean. Cannot ever get rid of. Um, great. You know, it's Dan. It's been absolutely wonderful to have you on the show. I really appreciate. it. We're gonna keep in touch because we're yes, gonna, uh, we're, yeah. gonna, we're gonna turn you out to these Butler maps. We're gonna hook you up, yes. right? We're, <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna do that trip across Arizona, all off road on sports tours. Cool. Yes, that'd be fun. <laughs> All right, so um, when, when, when are you releasing your next video, by the way? Uh, my videos, I switched to a Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. So there should have been one that went scheduled live today, which I believe was the auto-tune process for the fuel pack. Um, but, yeah, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at roughly 4 p.m. Arizona time. So you're doing three videos a week? Yes. Wow. Yes. God bless you. Man. That's awesome. It's a lot, it's a lot of work. <laughs> That's a lot of work. Yes. All right. Are you doing a scrambly weekend this weekend? Uh, no, actually, tomorrow I'm going to be camping with the family, so I might actually talk about camping and how to probably do it on a Sportster. 
There you go. Are you are you going to take the Sportster? I'm debating it. <laughs> Come on, you know you want to. I know I do, but yeah. you know, it, riding in a car with families is also a lot uh, nice. Well, a lot nicer. Though. You got to take Nikki with you then. Is she going camping yes, too? Yes, we are. Oh yeah, all of us are going. All there you go. Beautiful. Excellent. All right, listen, you guys have a lot of fun. Uh, Dan, again, thank you very much for joining me here on the Motorcycle Men Podcast. I appreciate it. All right, take care of yourself. Thank you for having me. All right. All right, thank you for listening to episode 116 with uh, Dan Tellame of Dan Dan the Fireman. Be sure to take the time and check out his channel and subscribe as well. The link is in the show notes and on the Motorcycle Men website. Uh, You can check that out. Or you can just go to dandandthefireman.net. And he's got links to everything there. But there's some really interesting footage and some really great stuff. Very entertaining. Um, you would not believe the things he does with a sportster. So please, by all means, go check that out. And don't forget to check out our fellow podcasters whose links you'll find on the links page of the website as well. Uh, all of these podcasts and many more out there do great things to promote and encourage our sport and our passion. Um, now, as you know, there are some changes going on with the podcast, and soon the uh, the, the website has uh, been seeing some changes on a regular basis now, and uh, we're just trying to uh, reduce costs and get the uh, the contents uh, going to be changing a little bit. Uh, the podcasts are no longer stored there; however, there are links to the podcasts. Um, the podcasts are now at uh, Buzzsprout. You can go to http colon forward slash four slash one two nine 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 dot buzzsprout dot com. I know it's kind of confusing and it's kind of ridiculous, but that's where it is. The links for that, all this stuff are on the uh, website if you get confused. And uh, that's the new location of everything. We're getting better reporting now. We're getting good statistics and knowing exactly where we stand. And we actually have more than three listeners. So this is a good thing. I will have in the future some mini episodes coming at you in the weeks to come. These will spotlight some gear reviews, audiobooks, and movie reviews, all of which uh, are, of course, motorcycle-related. And uh, we're just going to do as much as we can to bring as much good content for you as we can. We're going to hopefully get into some, uh, maybe some video blogging in the near future. Well, we're trying. We're working on it. All right, so from Tim Buck 2, Chris the Joker, and me, Ted, wrong way, your host, thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Motorcycle Man Podcast. And remember, we say stupid crap so you don't have to. Enjoy your ride, kids. <laughs>